0: time management, file and image management, and yes, the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. officially live. (laughs) I'm here with my friends Haley, Gaffin, and Rich and Heather Smith. Thank you guys so much for hanging out for Workflow Wednesday.
1: Yes.
2: Thanks for having us.
0: (laughs) And as as many of you probably know and have heard, uh, this is a special episode that we do each week on Wednesday focused, obviously, on the topic of workflow Uh, This goes out, for those of you who are watching on on Facebook, on Facebook Live, on the Photographer's Edit Facebook page, uh, you can just go to Facebook.com slash PhotogsEdit, P-H-O-T-O-G-S-E-D-I-T. And then, of course, we push this out later in the evening, Wednesday, on the Boca Podcast. You can just go to BocaPodcast.com to see more details there. Uh, But we are currently in the middle of a series On booking a client. Uh, We're focusing obviously on workflow. Workflow is a part of our daily lives as photographers, even if we don't even call it that. Uh, It may seem like kind of a nerdy topic, but the reality is that is literally what we're doing day in and day out um, from hour to hour. And part of that workflow is this process of booking a client. What we're trying to figure out is how we can go about this process most efficiently and, of course, ultimately most effectively as well. Last week, the first Part of this series on booking a client, we talked about um, how we actually attract that client online. And um, and then this week, we're talking about sealing the deal, how we actually go about that booking process. And uh, I'm kind of curious to, to dig into this a little bit um, with Rich and Heather and with Haley as well. Uh, we're going to be talking about how we do that online or virtually as well as in person uh, but let's let's actually start with you, Rich and Heather. Um, you guys have, well, you've been in business now for is it 11 years? Yeah.
1: Don't 11 years. Me. Yeah, so yeah. You, it's been a while.
0: You've got quite a bit of experience um, booking clients and I'm curious if you just kind of walk us through step-by-step this process of booking a client. Once somebody has heard about you, they decide, you know what, we wanna have Rich and Heather photograph our wedding or a portrait session, weddings most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, how What is that booking process after they've made that decision? And they've let you know they want to book you
1: uh yeah, so um so well basically what I do is uh, the first thing I do is uh talk to them I gotta figure out exactly what they want um I do have a, a list of collections that uh that they can they can look at but it this is basically just a general overview of basically what's available that they could. But uh, I I educate them. I let them know that that uh, that I can easily create a new collection uh, based on their specific needs. I definitely don't want to put all my all of my uh, clients into one bag. Um, and so, uh, and so, yeah, they'll basically say, hey, we want a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I'll actually create a create a custom collection for them, specifically for them. After okay. I've I'm going to jump them- in
0: here real quick, too, just just because I'm curious. Do you have – so up front, for example, I know on, on my old photography website when I was running a wedding photography business a number of years ago, um, I made available certain packages to choose from immediately. So they had an idea of what – uh, or even if I didn't have on on the site, once they expressed interest in booking, I would give them a list of packages. So you're saying that you actually customize a package for each and every client that comes your way?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, like, uh, um, for maybe sixty percent. I mean, like, uh, there are uh, some clients. I mean, uh, the the collections that they saw, like that, that worked for me. Let's do it. You know, and so, uh, and so it's really easy. Um, but for some of them, we're like, eh, my my fiance wants this. I want this. Can you kind of like get a hybrid between these two collections? I'm like. That's so easy for me. It's so easy for me to do. Um, and so, and are those it,
0: collections available then initially on the website, or is that something that you give to them after they say, "Hey, I want to book you," and you just give them like a, a starting price point on the website?
1: So on the website, there is just a starting, a, a starting, <laughs> and uh, um, we do that just just for our sanity uh, because uh, um, because when I first got started, I, I was um, I didn't put anything on there as far as pricing, even starting pricing mm-hmm. on my website and um and so <laughs> i i was trying to sell myself I, I mean i you know i i'm trying to sell myself once i tell them the amazing things i can do for them then i'll <laughs> tell tell them my pricing oh price is not an <laughs> issue exactly um and then and what
0: was the what was the detriment of approaching it approaching it that way
1: uh so um it's wasted it's, time wasted time wasted time i mean like uh where i i would go i would drive somewhere i would meet meet with them I would um, get to know them. They would get to know me. We would even cl- connect. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may even start getting excited about, about, oh man, this is exactly what I want, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, I, I kind of, I, I use the analogy of like um, um, me going to um, a Porsche dealership and there's no pricing anywhere. And so, which is something and,
0: that you do on a regular basis. Exactly, I'm sure.
1: exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I see a Porsche. I like the, the Porsche. I like all the features of the Porsche. Um, right. And the the this, the uh, the salesman is trying to tell me all the benefits of owning a Porsche. And I like everything. I get excited about it. And then he shows me the pricing. And there is there. I mean, like just for everyone, there is a there is a there is a price point in which we can be like okay i no matter how much i love the portion how excited i am and how much i would love to have it they're just there's just no I, way. Can't do you know? that. I, I can't do that and th- that's why we 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 experienced over and over and over again where where, where I, um they uh, there was this one couple i remember like she was so excited to use me she was shaking <laughs> like like she was so excited she was just uh, the enthusiasm uh, in her and i was like i have got this i've got that this. this is so this is so easy you know and um and then once uh and then i just never heard back from him again you know and, and that just happened over and over again we're like that i we we loved meeting with you we, we just can't afford you and uh we i just got that message one too many times and i'm like i've wasted so much of my time um, right. uh doing that so so uh and so yeah i was uh, doing the the starting off uh, I start off at this particular price point. That basically just it it kind of weeds out to people who just I can't even imagine spending that much money with me. So, um, so, but yeah, so, okay, so so
0: you put that starting price point then on the website, and um, that that, as you say, kind of filters for the appropriate clients. yep. And then once you've done that, they reach out to you, they've made a decision to book you, they reach out to you. You're then going to give them a kind of a complete list of established collections for which they can.
1: I I do that. Well, I do that before um, uh, they even figure out if they want to use me or not. I mean, like, uh, so once they, uh, once they contact me through the contact form um, that I will send, I'll send them basically um, a, and not just a list, but like, Hey, what do you even expect? How this whole, whole crazy thing works? I mean, like, because a client, I, when they first contact me, that's the only thing they know to ask is how much do you cost? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I want them to ask so many more different questions. I have to kind of like educate them and slowly educate them as far as like, uh, um, like what to expect and, 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 all the frequently asked questions that I get, you know, so that basically by the time they see my collections and all my frequently asked questions and how this whole crazy thing works, uh, they will uh, they they'll be like they're way more they're way closer to to, to booking me, and I really okay. haven't even lifted a finger yet, um, you know. Right. Um, so and they, a lot they, of times
0: they've gotten that list of collections, and and when they go to book you, do you have like what percentage of your clients would you say have? Uh, made a decision that what they're looking for is not necessarily the collections that, that you've put together, but maybe some kind of hybrid like you were talking about earlier. About
1: 50 to 60%. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, do you use that
0: opportunity then to create that custom package for them, if you will, as an opportunity to upsell? Or or how do you go about that process? I mean, are you trying to add in an album, sell them an al- on an album upfront? Is that something maybe that you would do later on? What does that upsell process look like?
1: Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I, I, uh, I'm not, I don't like pressure. I, uh, I, I don't appreciate someone pressuring me to try to buy something that, um, so I, I extend the same kind of, um, favor to them, to my clients. Um, and so what I do is educate. I basically tell them exactly what to expect. I've been in this business long enough that, that I know what, um, that, that, um, I basically just ask them, like, you're going to, if you, if you're going to hire me, you're going to get really good photos. What I don't want you guys to do is, as the photos to just hang out on your computer because Mm -hmm. over time, your hard drive crashes. I may not be in business. You may lose all your photos. The only way to truly, truly, um, um, immortalize your photos is through a wedding album. And, um, and so, uh, so I, I educate them and, uh, um, and, I will then even tell them, hey, if y'all wanna do it yourself, they totally can. Again, uh, I even tell them exactly where to even get a wedding them if they do want one. Um, but I will let them know, like, hey, um, uh, what I don't want them to do is use Shutterfly. <laughs> I don't want them to use what? Blurb. You know, like in, in any of those really cheap places, I, I am like, please. Don't use my images and and these type of uh, type of things. I said if you want like um, if you want something that that's worthy of being a legacy item that you would want to hand hand down from generation to generation, your grandkids will be like get this. Like it's not going to be a, a shutter. I-, I want you to think long term, and so basically I just educate them. Like the quality that you would get from me is is bigger and nicer than any other wedding uh, album that you that's a consumer would be able to actually get their hands on Um, no matter. I feel
0: feel like you like you miss out on an opportunity, though, for like I I hear photographers and I've had photographers on the Boca podcast uh, talk about IPS. In-person sales. We've had conversations about mm-hmm. this, and they're making thousands and thousands of dollars on top of whatever they may be charging for a portrait session or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're missing out on on potential? I really, sales?
2: I really believe that when it comes to in-person sales, someone has to. We all, as photographers and as business owners, have to leverage our strengths and weaknesses, and we have to be true to who we are, and we have to be true to our personalities. And if something makes you incredibly uncomfortable as a person when someone is presenting it. When when someone is doing that to you, and it would also be uncomfortable for you to respond and and, and act that way for your clients, I just don't believe that there's a one size fits all, um, you know, photography business. And I think in person sales is a huge component of what makes. I think that it's wonderful for the people that it works for, but I think that there are certain people. Who simply don't work that way, and their personalities are very uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, we work out of our home, and we don't have a studio environment. And those types of in-person sales, to me, those types of meetings and consultations, um, lend themselves so much more to the photographer who has a studio, who has a you know um, n- n- you know richest eating you know riches you know eating dinner or lunch or having coffee with clients. And those environments don't always lend themselves to you know in-person sales consultations mm-hmm. nor right. does his personality have any desire to um of course the result of that would be really nice if we had you know tons of clients buying lots and lots of product that would be wonderful but mm-hmm. the sometimes the means you know aren't the process you know to get there would be really uncomfortable and really awkward and
1: well um but uh, I would say um, to know my clients. You know, some of my clients I know can afford anything I throw at them. So mm-hmm. in, in that case, I a little I am a little more, not pushy, but just um, persuasive. And um, uh, that's to, a nice
0: way to, to sum it know, up. Yeah. And uh, um, <laughs> nice and I know some of my
1: clients that, they they struggled and sacrificed a whole lot just to even hire me in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, like, and so I I, I am I can, um, I, I can. Yeah, I don't have a w- workflow, a general workflow that I do with everyone, my clients, I get to know my clients, and then I determine what I do based on what I know uh, from mm-hmm. and of them. So, um, so, yeah,
0: and yeah. that makes sense. I, I know that um, for the for the business model that we had in place for my old wedding photography business we priced ourselves in such a way that it wasn't a requirement for the sake mm-hmm. of the sustainability of our business to sell a lot of product after the fact. Right,
1: um, right. We were
0: using Pictage at the time to host our images. Pictage had a pretty cool system in place that kind of automatically sold product for us. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. almost like a bonus. Yep. Um, we didn't yep. have. That's ideas. exactly,
2: that's yeah. exactly yeah. how we structure our business and structure our pricing. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. Um, that's really our yep. philosophy. Honestly, that's icing on the cake when product sells. It's not at this point in our lives. It's not a huge emphasis of our efforts and our time, and not not a part of our personalities that we've really worked on developing at this point. Yeah. So upselling is not a huge
1: emphasis.
0: That, yeah, yeah, and I'm glad that you make that distinction too. That you're talking about the development of your personalities. I mean, I, one of the things that I hear a lot from photographers is the fact that they are quote introverts. I think it's fascinating. We've probably had this conversation a number of times, Heather, especially when it comes to diving into our psychologies. Yes. Um, It's interesting to consider what we, uh, well, the distinction between what we are comfortable with and what we're capable of. Mm -hmm. Right. I've just been reminded in in conversation on multiple occasions now uh, with photographers about this idea of IPS. And it's made me kind of think back to the business model I had established before. Uh, where the amount uh, the, the amount of money that I could have brought in, mm-hmm. had I made a bit of extra effort in that regard, trying IPS, um, I don't know, I, I, there was a little bit of, of regret. At the same time, yeah. I also understand the business model that you're describing for you guys, especially the fact that you're running your business out of your home, although some photographers do sell out of their home. Studios uh, but there's also the the the
2: um, there I is no home studio there's just a home <laughs> for you guys
0: certainly, yeah, no, I understand that, but I, I also think about the business model that we wanted to run, which was uh, i guess less time intensive than what it would be if if we had implemented something like iPS uh, we just didn't care to implement or or to put that that additional time investment into the process and uh, so ultimately really it it comes down to being really clear about the business model that that you want to establish and run for yourself based on your own personal goals, and then letting that determine how you go about the sales process afterwards. But anyway, I want to get back to the packages. You, you were saying that that you, in some cases, or at least 50 to 60% of cases, you, you customize these package for a client. Once they've made yeah. that selection, um, they've decided what they're purchasing from you. Do you use a particular software or a system for the sake of signing a contract? And, and we're, we are talking about going about this process virtually at the moment. What does that look like?
1: Oh yeah. So uh, I, again, everything goes through ShootQ. Um, ShootQ. Um, again, that, that's just my you know, customer management uh, software choice because I've just been using it forever. Um, and so uh, there's a, almost all of them can do this now. Um, so yeah, I, I sent it through them. Um, and uh, and sh- so ShootQ basically uh, it he, they it holds my calendar, so I can quickly um, see that um, already have a wedding booked on that day or, or whatnot so um, um, uh, there was a there was a I don't want to double obviously double booking a wedding or messing up in that way is, is a, is, it's a it's it, it keeps things very organized for us in that way so mm-hmm. so yeah sure. everything is everything is is through uh, on online yeah and and
0: but in that contract, at the process of delivering a contract getting it signed, are is shootq actually designing that contract for you? Or are you working with an attorney and then bringing that contract to the shoot system? What mm-hmm. does that process look like?
1: Yeah, uh, initially, it is through um, the, oh man. so there's a um uh, the law tog um, um, as she is a. She is a lawyer turned photographer, or photographer turned lawyer. I don't know what what she 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 uh she knows the the photography world. Um, she will uh, sell a contract uh, for the photographer, and she does recommend uh, having someone in your your state. Uh, uh, so obviously, Tennessee has different different laws than than, than California. Uh, so th- she does recommend a a local photographer. I A local uh, lawyer look over the contract, but it, it would get you really close, um, and so that's what we kind of did. And so, 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 um, so the contract that we have through Shukyu, um, it didn't come didn't come from Shukyu. Uh We we had it ourselves. We we Got made it, it okay. ourselves. And so, right. so, 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 but 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 uh, it's really cool because obviously, uh, it fills out the the contract. It automizes everything. Uh, so so when when. When um, I create this proposal for them of this custom collection, when they select it, um, and it will then um, itemize all that stuff they chose into the to the, the contract. Um, That's great. So, so it's, it's basically a template-based uh, contract. So it will automatically fill in their their everything.
0: No. All the details associated with what what services they're purchasing. Okay, oh, yeah. oh, so yeah. that contract goes to them. They're able to sign that digitally, yep. and then and then you're also taking payment through the shoot queue system, or do you have a different system for for um, accepting payment?
1: You want me to take this one? No, go for it. All right. Okay, all right. Uh, so uh, no, I mean like a, we do not. I used to. I used to take it through um, back, back in the day uh, through Pigtage where Pigtage own mm-hmm. shoot um, uh When, when you had like their $99 a month uh, package through, through Pictage, uh then like the, the credit card payments was very, very reasonable. Um, the um, transaction the, fees. The, the transaction fees were very, very reasonable. Um, and so, uh, but uh, Pigtage is no more. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. so, uh, um, and so, and uh, so um, uh, I don't, so I actually added up because I, I'm mainly a wedding photographer. So um, so so um, so through uh, I don't if I was doing a lot of portrait sessions that were a lot less money, I would I may be able to use a credit card. But but um, I added up one year. I added up all of the transaction fees that I that um, when we were using uh, a. A credit card. We we were collecting through credit cards, and I saw that I could have taken my family on on vacation one year. it was insanely a whole lot of a whole lot of money, thousands of dollars. Okay. 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 And And that was
2: when we made the decision to start taking checks mm -hmm. and or uh, Venmo. We use Venmo Venmo as well if clients want to be
1: able to pay easily online.
0: Yeah. Okay. So uh, so just to be clear, Venmo doesn't have those transaction fees. So um, Vimo
1: Vimo is basically bank to bank transfer, um, and so they. But the cool thing about Vimo is my clients can use a credit card if they want to, but the the credit card fee goes to them, not to me. So uh, um, so that um, that they're they're more than welcome to use a credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that uh, I won't uh, I will get the full amount of their wedding collection and they would have to pay the extra money for, for the, for the fee. Okay, So, that, so it, it works, it works, re- works really well. So, yeah. and, you know,
0: I wonder too, since, since you bring up this point about having actually looked at your transaction fees, I mean, it speaks first of all to the importance of actually taking the time to look at our numbers uh, yeah. for the sake of being an intelligent business owner, building a business model that's sustainable. And, and of course, when we're considering a, a budget, what we actually need to make, um, and where we could be losing money, how to address that. I mean, this is, this is a, Great conversation point. Uh, do you have any kind of um, lashback from potential clients, or like, why can't you, why I, you?
1: I've been doing this for like five years. And I've had zero, zero lashback. Like, like everyone says, that's completely fine. I'll send you a check. Or I'll, um, I had one guy just pay the entire wedding. With cash,
2: that was unusual. That, that was, was unusual. recent. That was, that was recent. But was a like, lot of clients. <laughs> <would say> like, <laughs> oh, I was like, you know, I was
1: like, I've got to get this to the bank. Like, oh, people are to <laughs> used
2: to using Venmo and you know PayPal sure. and the Cash App and you know whatever. And yeah, yeah, So,
1: right. yeah. It, it's, um, so, uh, so no, I've, I've never had someone be like, I can't believe that, or I will not, I will not use you because of this. Um, no, I'm not, no. or
2: and people understand that a small business owner needs to be concerned about the transaction fees of yeah. credit cards. I mean, that's just yeah. a very logical concept that people grasp. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I think we may just like, we could stop the podcast right now. And probably 75% of our listeners have just saved an incredible amount of money in their business this year by, by making these changes that you're suggesting. <laughs> that's pretty great.
2: We yeah. seek to add value. So
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: But, no, that's yeah. really, really um, good. And I guess, I guess the last question that I have, and and I asked this partially because this was something that I used to do and I'll get into this in in a bit, but, um, do you, do you deliver some kind of, a, a, like a, a welcome to Rich Smith photography gift or a thank you gift of some kind when, when your clients book you guys?
1: Yeah. I mean, like, uh, obviously, um,
2: this has changed through the years many times. This is an ever evolving, you know, decision that we're making, you know, what do people like? What do they care about? What do they want? You know, yeah. he's even yeah. made decisions based on getting to know his clients a little bit and finding out that she happens to love St. John's downtown. And so we okay. can buy a St. John's gift card. You know, mm-hmm. those things aren't, there's not a one size fits so,
1: all for us. Well, uh, the, well okay. The, the so let
0: me, thing. let me kind of break it down just a little bit for the sake of conversation. So you said this has changed over the years how did it start? And then why did you make change from that to a, a different approach and, yeah. and so forth?
1: Yeah. So basically um, it is, I want my, our customers to have um, a good experience. And so, and that's an ever evolving uh, type of um, goal. goal. And um, and so if we ever get an, a, a new idea, because when I first got started, um, once they booked me, they get um, a thank you email and that evolved to, actually handwriting a thank you card to them. Okay. Because a, a, a card is just a little more, more thankful. It takes more, a little more effort. And, uh, and we wanted to show our clients that we really appreciate them. Um, and then it uh, evolved into like, Hey, uh, we are always, we're, we're all about um, our clients have an incredible co- uh, connection with each other. Um, and so we're all about the date nights and, um, so um, and so, what we'll do is, um, um, is I'll go to Costco, um, and they have um, they'll have these gift cards. If if the, if if the if the client's a local client, they live in Chattanooga, um, then I will go and um and so uh, Costco will have um, some really nice gift cards. A uh, hundred dollars worth of gift cards you can buy for seventy nine ninety nine, so twenty percent off. And um I uh, and so I give one to them, and we keep one. As a mm-hmm. hey, we booked a wedding. It's and like a pack of two yeah, gift cards. Exactly. Yeah. So so uh, so we send them a fifty dollars gift card, so they can go on a date together, and then we get to go on, a date, go together. on a date. And we go on a date. So that's
0: actually really together. fun. This is something that you do now.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah, it's it's a uh, it's just like a hey, we we booked a wedding. Boom. Um, let's um let's um uh, We celebrate. Um, uh, we want them to celebrate, and we want to celebrate. A lot so, of times uh,
2: we'll get gift cards for our favorite restaurant in downtown Chattanooga, which is a local Italian place called Alia. We so love it. Good. So, so good. that's, that's one of the more more common.
0: Okay. Yeah. But you said this, this process has evolved over the years. So there've been times where you have given a gift. There've been times when, when you have it and this yeah, is there based
2: times on... that I went to a local shop and got a candle or, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been times we've done personalized gift boxes, um, mm-hmm. I think maybe we get bored easily. I don't know. Well, yeah. It just has, it just changes. Yeah. I
1: don't. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, but, but I mean, that is a way for uh, for the photographer as a business owner as well to, to get closer to other small businesses in town. So, yeah. um, so if I was yeah. going to go to, um, what is it? well, um, we
2: love, we love, um, gifting like a, a basket, a gift basket from the hot Chocolatier downtown, which mm-hmm. is local, amazing chocolate place, you mm-hmm. know, so supporting yeah. other local businesses in our mm-hmm. quest to yeah. thank our clients has always been a priority. Yeah. And,
1: and also, I mean, like, uh, any place that would, um, be, a, um, I mean, like the hot chocolate for example, is also a great thing that it puts it on my class radar to, Hey, these are great favors or your wedding as well. Like like they, they do mm-hmm. great wedding favors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and eventually you could then um, parlay that to a really great relationship with a store owner and, and, uh, and hey, you're sending them business. And so, mm-hmm. so it could be, get you know, a little discount here, a little, hey, you help me, I help you type, 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 type a relationship. That's all about, about, um, doing a business, you know? So,
0: yeah, just, I'm you know, glad you bring that up too, because that, that was actually something, and I'll explain this in a little bit more detail in a few minutes, but, um, in putting together gift bags for the clients that we were booking, that was something that we did. We, we were actually purchasing these gifts from a local shop, um, uh, from Tamara Dillard, who became a really good friend of ours who owns a shop called Sophie's and mm-hmm. um, the really cute gifts that, that the bride in particular would would love. Uh, we'd stick something like table topics in there for something that for the bride and groom to be able to enjoy together. And um, but then it was also an opportunity for a relationship because it, certainly back in the day, Tamara was also. Uh, a florist, and she was providing that service to the wedding industry. And Tamara actually was really the one that kind of kickstarted the lifestyle baby photography service that that our company offered at the time as well. And, and again, that just came as a result of that relationship. So I, I'm Glad that you make that point. I think looking for opportunities, especially with local businesses, to to figure out some type of a partnership that benefits the clients, but then ultimately can mutually benefit you as companies, Mm -hmm. is a really smart idea. That's really great, Haley. You've been very quietly sitting (laughs) there. So sorry,
1: Haley. Wow,
0: listening in. And uh, I'd I'd love for you to kind of walk us through maybe both the process that that. Uh, you had implemented with your photography business before. I know that you kind of stepped back from photography for a little bit, and and now you're getting back to it. Um, walk us through the the same process that Richard Heather just did, if you will.
3: Yeah, I mean, they just gave me a ton of ideas for my <laughs> business. <laughs> no, um, so I right now I'm booking um, portrait and wedding sessions. So depending upon the session. I I don't meet prior to a session with a client if they're just booking like a family session or, um, if it's just like an hour long session, I'm not going to meet with them before, but for weddings, I won't book a client until I've met with them just to make sure that we are a good fit. Um, and they understand how everything works for me. Um, and when I photograph a wedding, but then I am currently looking through, um, and testing out different contract services um, and invoicing systems and CRMs. So I've I've already tested out Agree because they allow you to um, send out one free contract, and it they also have an invoicing system in there. Um, but what I've been using since I don't have one set up is QuickBooks. Um, they do charge the processing fee, but um, it allows you to invoice and everything's already in my QuickBooks. So it's really nice. Um, and would
0: you say there's reason why you're consi- like for example, just to keep it simple, why would you not just use QuickBooks because it's all kind of built into one versus using Agree and QuickBooks and maybe also a, a CRM? I think you're going to talk about that as well, but yeah. um, what, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, so with QuickBooks I'm not really able to send out the reminders or set it up the way a photographer would want to um prior to a wedding coming up. So if I want to send out a reminder email a month before the wedding to say I'm still excited, I'm still, you know, I've got you down for your wedding, don't worry because if you're not letting your client know, it's it, they could get worried that you're not going to show up for their sure, wedding. Yeah, it's
0: important to in touch um, for sure.
3: Yeah, so right now I'm doing that manually which is fine. It's not a big deal. But if I end up getting, you know, a couple more clients, and I forget to send one, and then they are freaking out texting me, I wouldn't want that to be the issue uh, at any point with any of my clients. So that's why I'm looking into it, mostly for the workflow and the emails. Um, because I, I use Google Calendar for my personal, like my own calendar. But yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm looking.
0: Okay, so so once they actually make that decision to book you, then um, that you said the invoice will go out currently through QuickBooks, correct? And then you're manually following up with with uh, communication. Yeah. The the contract signing process also currently through QuickBooks, is that right?
3: No, so that one I used Agree for this recent one. That um, is
0: through Agree, okay.
3: Yeah, um, I don't have contracts through QuickBooks because they can't sign anything; they can only pay back. Um, okay. So that's that's another reason I'm looking at a CRM. So I did enjoy how Agree worked. Um, the only thing with Agree is there's no emails that can be sent out. Um, I'm looking at HoneyBook, which, and I actually wrote all this down for people that are interested in looking into them. Um, so Agree allows for one free contract to go out at a time. HoneyBook allows for a free week trial, so you can test it out. Um, they do emails, client management, um, invoicing, contracts. And then ShootQ, I looked at, they're a 30-day free trial. And Dubsado, that was the one last week that I could not remember the name of (laughs) or figure out how to say it.
0: Do do you know what the name means or where they came up with it?
3: I have no idea.
0: Okay.
3: (laughs) Uh, But they allow for a free trial for your first three leads. So I've made it through Agree. I've got my Dubsado um, account set up, and that's the one I'm working on kind of figuring out right now um, since you get three free leads and then the rest I'll kind of go into as I get closer to booking more things because with with there being a time restraint, is that the right word um, on the free trials? It's kind of harder to figure out, but um, I did contact HoneyBook because of their one week trial and they are, they will work with you if you haven't like had a client come through yet to get your first Within one figured time out. Frame.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. and I have to, to mention this too, um, and certainly uh, agree. Is not paying me to say this, but I, I have been the most impressed with actually any user interface that I have that I have signed up with uh, any service that I've signed up with. With agree has the most user friendly user interface when it comes to actually signing up and creating an account. Um, major, major props to those guys. I'm a huge fan of minimalism and simplicity, but especially when we as business owners have so much to keep up with, the last thing that we need is that to go through this process, this lengthy process that's complicated to understand, that's complicated to figure out, uh, and then ultimately complicated to complete. Agree has just absolutely nailed their onboarding process. It's so easy to get started, so easy Um, to create an account and actually use their service. I I can't recommend them enough for just for that very purpose. But I know that we have a lot of options out there. We talked about HoneyBook and Dubsado. And um, of course, ShootQ is one. ShootFlow, my my friend, uh, Zach Gray, and his wife, Jody, uh, have a service called ShootFlow. I think they're in version two right now with that. There are a number of options out there. My recommendation, certainly we'll link to these in the show notes, but you guys who are listening in, who are watching, make sure you check out these various resources if you're not using one already. And um, again, for the sake of the theme of this this show really, which is ultimately efficiency, saving as much time as possible, um, make sure that you take advantage of those systems that ultimately enable you to work efficiently. And um, that's really, really important. There's really no excuse in 2018 with kind of all of the progress that we've made when it comes to user interface design. Uh, and client experience for these companies to to overcomplicate the process. and I would naturally, as a business owner uh, lean toward those interfaces that make it easy for me to do the work that I need to get done. So that's definitely something important to keep in mind. So we talked about the contract signing, you're using agree. Um, what about taking payment? Is that coming through QuickBooks as well?
3: Uh, so for the agree one, it was through um, agree and oh, okay so I'm still like toying around with all of the other ones as well. The only reason i'm leaning away from agree is because it doesn't have that client management system or the email um, component of it. And that's really what I'm looking for. Otherwise I would just do some really simple contract. um, Right. But But they
0: actually take payment though. So they'll do not only the contract, but they also take payment. Okay. That's good to know. Um, And and then talk to us about that, that thank you gift. Uh, I know that was kind of a a loaded topic earlier, but is (laughs) that something that, that you've done with clients now or in the past?
3: Yeah, so I'll only do it with um, brides and it really depends on the package because at certain times during my um, back whenever I was doing it before I took a break, um, I was a lower end photographer and the price that I was shooting at didn't really leave too much room for a gift. Um, But when I started booking more expensive weddings and um, I wouldn't say higher end but more expensive for me, then I started playing around with gifts and I actually brought one of my favorite gifts that I um, would send out because I bought one for myself, of course. <laughs> but I don't know if you've heard of chasing lockets. Yeah. Um, it's like they have all kinds of lockets now, but this is definitely my favorite gift I gave out. And I sent it after the wedding, of course, because I did go through a few times and send gifts to brides that booked with me who canceled their weddings. So I learned my lesson the hard way.
0: <laughs> and will you actually will you actually include in that locket a, a picture of a, a, a picture that's specifically relevant to them? Or are you just giving them the locket on its own?
3: No, I give them the locket, and it has like a picture of I don't know if you can see that the couple. This is me and my husband, but the couple on the front, and then a picture cool. of. You can put a picture down here now. Used to you couldn't when I ordered this, um, but it would be pictures from their wedding.
0: Okay. Well, and yes. by the way, for those, for those listening in on the Boca podcast, um, you can see what Haley was just showing us. If you go to the photographer's edit Facebook page, facebook.com slash photogs, edit P H O T O G S E D I T. Um, to see, see this video actually see the show and tell, um, that Haley was just, uh, sharing with us, but this, this gifting process then, um, uh, and really this whole process, does it differ for you guys, um, if you're doing it virtually versus actually booking a client in person? I think, Rich, earlier you said, you told me before we went live, that you guys don't actually book any clients in person anymore?
1: No, um, no, we don't. Um, It's just... um, When uh,
2: someone goes through the booking process online, that's not something that they would need to sit there and just do with you staring at them, you know, because everything is taken care of online.
1: Yeah, it's just so streamlined. It's so easy to book online. It literally takes five minutes. Um, I like for them to be able to do it in the comfort of their home. They can be on their couch Mm -hmm. in their pajamas and and it literally takes five minutes. Um, and so, um, it's just, um, I'd rather for them to be able to do it at their own pace. Um, and it it just, it's just so simple to do it online anymore. And
2: a small side note to this is I know that there are photographers who will actually give some kind of incentive. If a, if a client will book right there at the meeting, um, in person, it's that mentality of, uh, creating a sense of urgency so that someone will book with you, someone will buy the product or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, If someone goes home and has a chance to think it through, they might make a different decision. They might not book you. Mm -hmm. Well, those aren't the clients that we want Mm -hmm. to hire us. We Mm -hmm. want the clients to hire us who are sure that they want us to be their wedding photographers, primarily rich. I'm a second shooter. Um, We've learned the hard way that if a client isn't sure and books before they're sure.
1: And I forced them to,
2: or, or there's some pressure involved. That's not a good situation. Um, You know, we want to, we want to put as much of ourselves online on our website and convey as much of who we are in the process of meeting with them as possible so Mm -hmm. that they know that this is the right photographer for me. This is who I want to shoot, to shoot my wedding, not, I'm feeling a little pressured and I wasn't quite ready to make the decision, but I've been offered this ultimatum or this incentive in, you know, to book in person, you know, we just wanted to avoid all of that. So the client will go home and they will, you know, book online if we're the right photographers for them.
0: Yep. So when you say they go home, then that, that would suggest that, that you are meeting with these clients prior to that booking I'd like what percentage of clients would you Almost, actually say that you're always. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean like uh, there has been some circumstances where they will give me the retainer fee check in person but the the contract signing is always online um mm-hmm. you know and every um, client
2: that lives in state and is able to meet with rich before you know that most of our clients will will meet with him before booking not all some live out of state and will book you know have a phone conversation with him mm-hmm. and book book online and he doesn't meet them till the wedding day but those weddings are fewer
0: yeah mm-hmm. what about you Hailey? do you do you book most of your clients online as well or some of those meetings in person
2: I do.
3: I mean, if a client gives me like, Hey, I want to book you for this date," I'll write it down and say, it's not booked until I get the the deposit. Um, But most, most of the time it's all online. Um, And something you did mention earlier that I was going to say something about was you accept checks. I don't accept checks. (laughs) Um, I got burned one time. (laughs) I put it into one account, transferred all the money over. And the check bounced. And so um, I got hit with like $150 in fees from my bank and their bank. Um, And so it took six months to get the money, but it took six months for them to get their pictures as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Rich and Heather, have you run into that as an issue where where checks have bounced?
1: I
2: think once in like 11 years.
1: Yeah. And And the uh, person
2: was horribly embarrassed and they paid the like $11 fee for having a check bounce.
1: Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. And so, so. Uh, um, yeah. For the most part, um, the the parents or, I mean, if, if my client themselves are paying for it, they they can they normally can afford me. So uh, and so, it hasn't been really a a, um, a problem with us. Um, there's been a, a couple. T- there's been a couple times where I was suspect, and so literally I would go to. I think they had like a M South check, and so I just literally went to the M South you can go to M South and be like, Hey, I, I'm, I have this check. Do they have enough money in their checking account to, uh, if when I go and they'll, they'll, the cash, they'll verify, they'll verify. They'll, um, so, uh, so they, they're like, yeah, they have plenty of money. Yeah, go. Yeah, they have. And so, uh, they won't tell me how much money they have in their mm-hmm. account, but they will say, yes, they, they have enough to cover this check. And then I'll like, then I'll run over to bank of America and, and deposit it. so, I mean, like, uh, um, so if I ever have, if I'm ever suspect, then I, I will, I will do that. So.
0: Wow, that's interesting. I've never even considered doing that. I didn't, and I didn't realize that the banks would even kind of divulge that information. That's really interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah, they will. They'll they'll let you know. At least they they will let you know. They have enough to cover this check. Yes. It will okay. not bounce. How about that? So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just comment briefly on on this process of booking in person because back in the day, uh, when I was a photographer, and the last time I shot a wedding was in two thousand twelve. I'm getting ready to launch a business here again in the near future. But um, at the time, booking online, handling contracts, uh, and and even payment online wasn't as commonplace. And uh, we were working with clients that were spending as much as seven to ten thousand dollars for a wedding. And there was something I think there's something to be said for the process of kind of creating an experience, especially for people that are spending that much money with us. And so that booking process did happen in person where they are actually signing a paper contract, which then was digitized. But uh, the, the ability to be able to after they hand us that deposit check and hand us the contract with their signature on it to actually hand them a physical gift, we'd actually put together these gift bags that. Uh, were made up, I think most, if not all the time, of products that we had purchased through Sophie's, a local gift shop, uh, and our friend Tamara. And, and we're able to give this gift bag to them as just a thank you gift. And it was interesting, even with clients who were spending just, I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars with us, we're still surprised at this gift that, that we were giving to them. In fact, even before we give them the gift, um, we would have bottles of Voss water. For those of you who are not familiar with it, Voss, V-O-S-S, it's, it's actually a little bit more commonplace now At that point um, it wasn't something that you could buy as easily now i think you even see it in gas stations sometimes but these glass bottles of water that legitimately tasted better than than your regular bottled water but but most of our clients had never even heard of this kind of thing before so they come in to even just chat with us about the service that we were potentially going to sell them and we give them a, a bottle a glass bottle of Voss water while they're sitting there looking through albums and this kind of thing and they were just blown away by that uh, but then to top it off, to actually hand them a gift bag um, as a, just a, a thank you, a small token of our appreciation for being willing to to book with us, to work with us, it really made an impact. And uh, I think there's something to be said for doing everything that we can as photographers, especially in a day and age. And this is something we talk about a lot in the podcast. But as technology continues to improve, and it's so much easier for pretty much anyone to take a decent photograph and stick a, a Lightroom preset on it or even just an Instagram filter on it and make it look like a halfway decent picture, um, there are other ways that we're going to have to set ourselves apart as so-called professional photographers. And one of those the, the biggest components of that effort is going to be the experience that we provide our clients. So finding ways that we can actually improve or increase the significance of the experience that these clients have with us. So it makes a lasting or an emotional impact uh, is really, really important. I'm excited. I actually just interviewed a photographer this morning. Uh, This is a podcast episode that will come out here in the next few weeks with Alex Gray. And uh, Alex is a really talented photographer. We'll link to her, uh, her Instagram account in the show notes. But Alex does something that makes a, a significant impact on her clients emotionally, which of course then creates a more lasting memory uh, in the experience that she gives her clients. And that is to have them each write a a, a love letter, a love note to each other that, that they then read in person at the engagement session or at the portrait session to each other. And then of course you can imagine the emotional impact that that brings where they're surprising each other with this, this letter um, and then to actually hear their significant other reading that to them, the emotional response to that. But I say all that again, to say that some somebody like Alex, who has made that kind of proactive effort to create an impactful experience for her clients, it isn't just, I mean, it goes even beyond just giving a gift. it's it's something that is tied very strongly to their emotions, um speaks very loudly to the importance of, creating an emotionally impactful experience for our clients, especially those that are spending so much money with us. We want to make that impact. And we at, at this point in time, 2018, we don't have an excuse but to go beyond just simply delivering pretty images because um, plenty of people can do that. So I think it's important to, to take that into consideration uh, when we're talking about creating a lax- lasting impact for our clients is, is to really take that experience up a notch or, or three or five. Um, what have you guys done over the years to kind of streamline this process of booking a client? Um, I mean, obviously, software technology enables us to, to streamline the process a little bit more. But are there is there a particular tool, a, a technique or a tip of some kind that you can that you can lend to the conversation that has helped you streamline this process of booking? Maybe Rich and Heather, will start with you again.
1: Um, so uh, basically, all we talked about right uh, up to this point. Uh, Has helped us tremendously. Yeah. Um, uh, I I remember um, back in the day um, when I did do paper contracts. Oh man.
2: I literally Wait, have no memory of this. He was oh, talking man. to me about this last night and I was like, We did that? Uh, In yeah. my mind, we've always used shoot cue and it's always been real minimal and
1: simplified. Oh yeah, you didn't go through the pain. Oh, you didn't <laughs> the pain. Um so uh so yeah, literally I um um my my paper contract needed the both the bride and the groom because they were both my class to si- sign the contract. Okay. And so uh and so um so um both the bride and groom lived out of town, and they both lived in separate places. And so I would, I would, I would had to create the contract, sign it. I then got a, a couple of envelopes. I, I put it into an envelope, but inside the envelope, I would have um, a. Uh, envelope for when I sent it to the bride, she would have to sign it and put it into another envelope to send it to her 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 groom. Um, and uh, <laughs> it sounds she, like uh, one of
0: those stories that like our grandparents tell tell us about I walking know. through yes, the snow to yeah. get to and school.
1: She <laughs> had to sign it and then take it to EPS and with with a return envelope back toward me. And like the process took like look weeks because I mean like they're busy they're busy like like they had to actually take a a trip to UPS and 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 uh and so really something that literally takes five minutes now you you should take weeks because I had had a snail mail a contract because it's all in paper you know crazy and so uh so yeah Heather doesn't remember that but but man no it, was, it, was, it was such a pain. It was such a pain. Um so uh so now I can actually
0: I can actually look back. I think I think I still have digital copies of like an old price list or maybe even old contracts actually with our old um because our business became Holritz photography, but originally it was expressive photography. Yes. Yes. Very creative name, and uh, not only was it a creative name, but we used script font for that creative name, which made it more impactful. Of course, <laughs>
1: beautiful. Beautiful. I, re- I remember. See- I remember seeing that. I remember seeing Did that. You? Yeah. Oh, oh, man. You showed it to us one time. It was. It was beautiful. It it's
0: was beautiful. better that you forget that. But yeah, no, I mean, you, tech- I think you
1: bring it back. I think you should bring it back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Retro. Well. Yeah, anyway, but-
2: so just you just using our technology to keep things streamlined, convenient for our clients easy to do. They're busy people. A lot of them are young professionals. They're doctors and lawyers and things like this. And so you got to keep things easy to do and simple.
0: Yeah. Well, and I would agree with that. And it may seem like a given point, like an obvious point that we're making here to maybe many people. But um, I've what I've seen pretty consistently over the years from photographers is that Their natural inclination is not to go figure out how to create the most efficient workflow possible, even if the potential tools that would save them incredible amounts of time are right there in front of them, um, either free or quite inexpensive considering how much time they save. Um, and, And so for those of you who aren't taking advantage of these tools, again, we'll list the resources in the show notes, but we've mentioned a number of them here. Today, Make sure you're taking advantage of them because again, something like, even like Agree, if, if you don't have any solution for contracts, or you're not happy with the ones built into the CRM that you're using, uh, take advantage of a system like that because it saves you so much time. It's so easy to get set up, get started and get those contracts, get the payment kind of, and, and ultimately very much streamline that process. I think that's really important. Anything Haley to add to that that conversation?
3: I was actually gonna do the exact same thing and say, listen to everything I just said because <laughs> I, I mean, I was lucky if I got a paper contract, that's how different it is now compared to four or five years ago when I was shooting. And most of the time, if I was friends with you, there was no contract, but the contracts I do have, or I did, well, still do have, they're all in a filing cabinet in the house right here in case anything ever came up from it. But (laughs) no, everything was paper contracts and it was not looked over by a lawyer. It was something I Googled and downloaded and, I mean, I didn't have every base covered compared to all the resources we have now to look at and photographers talk to and ask. So it's a lot well, different. Just,
0: just very simply take advantage of those those tools out there. Uh, we'll make sure to link to those in the show note. I guess the last question that I have for you all today would have has more specifically to do with uh, the ability to convert a client. I mean, I, I know Rich and Heather, you specifically talked to the fact that you are not kind of high pressure salespeople when mm-hmm. it comes to booking these clients. And understandably, so of course the last thing that you want to do is work with somebody that's been forced into a decision. Mm-hmm. But have have there been particular things that you adjustments that you've made to this booking process over the years that maybe led to a higher percentage of conversion when it comes to actually booking a new client? We'll start with you guys.
1: Um yeah, I mean like uh the 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 major thing is simply knowing who we are. Um so so when once I um, figure out who I was and what my the philosophy behind my, my photography uh, it was it, it, it uh, I, I found out that my my philosophy was more deeper than just pretty photos and when I was able to actually uh, when when I had the confidence and uh, to actually uh, stand before them or sit before them and, and talk to them about my business and uh, I knew exactly who I was and and uh, it worked it, the conversion rate was a whole lot better, a whole lot better.
2: Basically knowing the why that drives the, what we do, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and rich being confident in that and being able to present who he is and why he does what he does to the clients.
1: Um, Yeah. I remember one time um, also being confident in your pricing as well. Um, Just being confident, not cocky, confident um, is a huge, Mm -hmm. huge thing. I remember one time I was meeting with some, um, some people at Starbucks and um, they, uh, after, afterwards they left and this guy sitting uh, in earshot of us came over and said, man, you've got to like learn to be more confident with your pricing because you were just oh, wow. like, like, like he, he said, he said your presentation to them was great. But when you got to the pricing, you start stuttering and stampering and, and, and like just completely unsure of, and I was like, I, it didn't occur to me. And so I was like, "That's so true. Like, if if you aren't confident with your pricing, become confident or fake it. You know, but but the client will see that. You know, they'll they'll see that. Hey, mm-hmm. he, like, he was confident until this point, and now he's like he like is he's almost apologetic over his pricing, and mm-hmm. and uh, and does not work well uh, as a turnoff for for clients, especially the kind of clients we want to work with. So."
0: yeah well, I mean naturally, it would beg the question like why why is he not certain about this the service he 's trying the service he 's trying to sell me at this price point? Why would I not want to pay for it versus somebody that that speaks so passionately about uh, the, I mean, it, it may even be kind of innate to the conversation as a whole, this this incredible value that you're bringing to them, this experience that you're bringing to them. You speak so excitedly about it. And then if you trail off mm-hmm. at the end, when it comes exactly. to the price point, then they, they naturally question it. So that's a great point. And an even better one that you made first, which is just to be very clear about who you, who I am, Haley, who you are, uh, for those business owners out there, who you are as a as a business owner, which then trickles down or should trickle down to the business model that you create, um, which then trickles down, of course, to the target client or potential clients that, that you're going after. Um, That makes all the difference in the world in your your conversion per- percentage. If you're just kind of randomly shotgunning your marketing efforts, um, that's, that's going to hurt you significantly. Be very clear about the business model, the position that your brand represents, ultimately the target clients, and that'll make a massive, massive difference in your ability to be able to book. Haley, anything to add to that conversation?
3: Um. Not really, because confidence was what I was going to (laughs) say. I feel like we have all the same answers today. (laughs) Something that did occur to me um, while I was preparing for this was not only those that you're converting, but keeping them booked. So when towards the end of, I guess, 2016, um, even in 2015, when I was shooting, I had so many cancellations and it was because like they got busy or it was my clients weren't valuing my time because they weren't investing in my time yet because I didn't charge until you got to the shoot and that's when you paid me. So now I'm charging a deposit to book. And then prior to the shoot, you have to pay so that I don't get those cancellations anymore because there was an, I think it was October of 2015 and I got four weekends in a row. I had shoots like two or three shoots each weekend And at least half of them canceled. And it wasn't weather. It wasn't anything I was doing. It was just, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm not feeling so great today, but I follow you on Instagram. I know you're fine. (laughs) It's those kind of things. And I just, it made it to where they wanted to reschedule or it didn't work with their time the way they had originally booked. And so I got to the point where I knew that something was wrong with the way I was doing things. And so now I'm requiring a deposit and requiring it to be paid in full before the day of the shoot.
0: And just simply putting that value on on the service by requiring that up front mm-hmm. made enough of an impact that it changed the behavior of, of your clients.
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: That's great. That's a great. And that's a good pointer and reminder. Um, Rich and Heather, any anything else to add here at the end of the conversation? I think we've pretty well covered this topic today, but anything to close us out?
2: I think we have. I think we've covered it. I think the only other thing that I was possibly going to say is about when you were talking about what element of the booking process has made the biggest difference over the years. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's um, a little bit multifaceted. Rich talked about knowing the why we talked about being confident in your pricing and who you are. But the other thing that that also is significant is when you think about the way that you brand yourself as a photographer on your website what you're putting of yourself out on social media, making sure it's as true to who you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it as possible to try to um, filter and attract the clients that are the right clients for you. So we even have like a video, like a promo video on our website. We're just trying to do everything that we can to... Rich, you're, you're
0: shaking your head there what, oh what man oh he's is like
1: it, don't it, mention the video it's an old promo video i like <laughs> oh boy i don't want people to go see that <laughs>
0: no but i mean, I, but I, but I hear yeah, what you're it, saying heather the significance of the the consistency of the message that represents your brand for the sake of filtering for the right client i think that really is so important yeah and, and mm-hmm. that that i mean that carries not just across the website but across social media your, your overall online presence i think the other thing too i'll go i'll throw, throw down or, or throw this into the mix is, um, the relationships that we build, especially as wedding photographers with wedding vendors. Um, and this is something I think I've, well, I know I've spoken to on the podcast before, uh, the relationship that I had with, uh, Taylor, who, uh, was with Soiree. Soiree is a company that's now owned by, by Morgan, uh, a good friend of ours and very, very talented wedding coordinator in town. But, Ah, uh, Taylor, the original owner, used to, to to literally actually walk potential clients into our office, sell for us, and they would they would book. Um, it was just it was so it made my job really really easy. But that could happen because of the relationships, uh, the relationship that I had with Taylor. Taylor knew how we worked and exactly what it was that we were offering, and so she could bring the right clients to us. So I, the other thing that I would add when we're talking about the higher percentage of of conversion is, um, in addition to making sure that your online presence accurately represents your brand and that you're marketing it effectively on the various platforms. Also make sure that the relationships that you're developing within the industry, whether you're a wedding photographer, portrait photographer, or otherwise um, that they clearly understand your brand so that the referrals coming your direction are an accurate reflection of what your brand represents. And that's particularly important if you're on an ongoing basis, changing your price point. You know, we, we went from charging $350 for the first wedding to $10,000 for weddings. And it's tough to do that and to continue to make those changes to your price point if you're only relying on existing clients for referrals. Because of course, those those clients who maybe purchased a $3,000 wedding package from you likely won't be in the same income bracket of those clients who could maybe afford to pay $10,000 for for wedding photography. And so having somebody like Taylor um, as a referral source for us meant that she was sending clients to us that fit within whatever price point uh, it was that we were offering at the time. And so it was also beneficial in that way. So that's something else to keep in mind. I'll just kind of throw in there at the end, but uh, it looks like we're actually up on our hour our, timeframe. Thank you guys so much, Haley and Heather and Rich for sharing in the series about booking a client for those of you listening in on the Boca podcast you can watch the video version if you go to facebook.com slash photogs edit our facebook page for photographers edit p-h-o-t-o-g-s-e-d-i-t and then uh, for those of you who are watching live you can go back and listen on the Boca podcast uh, if you just go to bocapodcast.com you'll see all the details there but uh, everybody have an absolutely wonderful Wednesday
1: thank you bye thank you guys
0: bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Boca podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is Nathan at PhotographersEdit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.